morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Wednesday, 17th day of November 2021. My name is Nick. There is Big J right over there. Yeah. Getting ready for a Wednesday report of his own. He watched a movie last night called Crypto, uh, a term that's going to come up on more than one occasion on today's Crypto. show. Crypto. I'm about crypto a lot today. Uh, but he watched it last night on, uh, was it Hulu? Yeah, Hulu. Right. And uh, we will talk a little bit about what he thought of the movie. Uh, Kurt Russell, one of his favorite actors of all time, right? You yeah. Would say? I mean, he's up yeah, there. Ever since I was a kid. How many movies does he have in your top ten? Two? I mean, I don't know. I haven't counted. Well, I mean, it's only the ten. You can do this. I mean, I would say in the Big in the big J top ten, Big Trouble Little China has to make an appearance, right? Absolutely, yeah. Does the thing? Uh, if not, just outside. Okay. For sure. Uh, either way, he's got... Yeah, he's Escape got a, from New York. Is that in your top ten ahead of the thing? No. I'm just saying... I'm just adding Kurt Russell movies. No, yeah. well, you can do this t- until the end of time, but I'm uh, I'm just saying... Breakdown? Uh, oh, uh, man. Of course. Overboard? I mean, look out. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't ever stop. But uh, you are a fan of Kurt Russell's, and so that was a big win when you picked a Kurt Russell movie. We'll see if it was any good coming up a little bit later on. We have a chance for you to win $200 in the X Double Dare. We gave away $200 yesterday. We'll see if we can't continue that. If that's all right with everybody, we got a new category that we will announce in the uh, 7 o'clock important stuff. And then you have a chance to win the money at around 7.30. We have got ourselves some fun to be had and contests to be played over the course of the show today. So it should be a fairly good Wednesday, at least we think. We'll start with some music. Foo Fighters kicking things off. It's my hero here on The Morning After on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an, in, in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Amazon continues to expand here in the Treasure Valley. The Boise City Council approved yesterday five to nothing unanimously an opportunity for Amazon to build out some pretty impressive stuff at the Boise Airport here beginning soon. Uh, Amazon is going to lease a bunch of property from the city of Boise for over 10 years, and they're going to basically rent the area and then build a gigantic, you know, housing system for their loading and unloading of their planes and also where they're going to park a lot of their cars at the airport. Uh, They expect to spend a ridiculous amount of money building it. The airport is going to spend about $22 million in capital improvements, including a construction of a new access road, taxiway, and ramp specifically for this, but other businesses will use it too. The uh, Seattle Commerce Giant expects to add some jobs around this too. It should be open by 2023. Uh, as of right now, Big J, over the last year and a half, it's pretty amazing to see how much Amazon has invested in the Treasure Valley. It was back in 2010 that they announced that they were going to come out here. Since then, they've spent about $220 million in the Treasure Valley, building up a couple of areas. They employ over 4,000 people currently, uh, which makes them the fourth largest employer in the Treasure Valley. Ooh, how do you know your Treasure Valley, Big J? Any of the other top three can you name? Of the valleys? Of the the Treasure Valley's largest employers. Uh, Micron. Yes, Simplot. number two. No. No, no. Mm. No. Albertsons? No. Then I can't. Uh, St. Luke's and St. Al's oh, wow. are the other two top employers. It goes St. Luke's, Micron, St. Al's, and then Amazon as the top employers as far as employing the most people. 
in the treasure bout. Uh, that is where they rank, and that's only going to get larger if once this thing goes through in a couple of years. So expect a big Amazon improvement out of the airport here soon. Kevin Cash is the AL Manager of the Year for the second straight year. Gabe Kapler of the San Francisco Giants won Manager of the Year last night. Uh, pretty impressive for Cash. He was the second time in a row he was ended up uh, getting the actual award. He led the Rays to a second consecutive AL East crown and the AL's best record. Of course, Kapler won in his second season with the Giants after guiding them to a franchise-best 107 victories. Neither of the teams, however, made it to the World Series, but still pretty impressive seasons for them both. Big J, could we have a Blink-182 full-on reunion? Uh, yeah. Tom DeLong says, yeah, I'm all in. And he was on the Late Late Show with James Corden last night, and he called the possibility of a reunion definitely something they're interested in. He says that finding the time that works for all members is all that's needed to make it happen. Of course, Mark Hoppus, healthy again. Travis Barker, busy doing his own thing, uh, betting down a Kardashian, but he's got some spare time. And then, of course, Tom is working on Angels and Airwaves. That is a current project he's been working on, but apparently he wants back in, and everybody's happy about it. So, we could have a Blink-182 reunion before you know it, which would make a lot of people happy, I think. Um, and it would be a lot of fun, I suppose, to get them back together, especially now that Mark's happy and healthy. So, don't be surprised if there's an announcement soon. I think really what it came down to is that, yeah, aliens must exist with all this current evidence that's flying around. So, they're like, okay, he's not completely nuts. That could be also maybe uh, Tom feels like he's vindicated from that stuff because, uh, right. you know, he feels like everybody knows I'm right now so I can go back to my band and we can play and have a good time. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. That's the offspring. That is self-esteem here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And I don't know nothing from nothing, Big J, but it sounds like you owe somebody an apology. Yeah, well, I got I to gotta apologize to the wife uh, later today. Hat in hand? Yeah, not hat in hand necessarily. I just feel bad. I feel like scumbag, and here's the reason why. And we talked a little bit about this earlier in the week, Nick, about how uh, over the weekend we watched some movies. You watched uh, Shang-Chi, yes. right? And so, you know, I may have misled her a little bit, Aaron Rodgers style, uh, about the events of, that are that are forthcoming with that movie, right? Uh, because, you know, I, I would like to go into the theater to see Eternals. Right? Yes. Uh, so I can't get her to go to a movie anymore for the life of me. Right. Right. I mean, even, I, I mean, I begged her a couple times to go see No Time to Die with me, not having it. She doesn't like going to the movies. It's something that happened after we were married. Uh, we went to movies plenty of times before that, but, you know, she likes to read and do things and have a light on. You can't do that in the movie theater, right? <laughs> so at least she's respecting other people uh-huh. and not going. And last night, uh, she and I had said, hey, you know, I, I bet there's uh, more information about what happens here with, with this whole storyline in Eternal. She's like, oh, really? And we watched the, the, the trailer, and she's like, that doesn't look like that has anything to do with it. So I'm like, oh, but it does. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I didn't know for sure if it did or not. Anyways, you uh-huh. told me that it didn't. Right. And uh, so with that knowledge, I didn't pass that along to her. Of course. And it's also her fault for not listening to the podcast every day religiously. Uh, and, and not knowing what's going on. So last night she's like, you know, I decided I would love to go to the movie with you and see Eternal. Aww. And I'm just like, I can't. I got to tell her. I uh, I have to tell her the truth uh, because I have misled her. Oh, wait, you didn't come clean right then and there? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. No, no, I didn't. 
Uh, and it's like, okay, uh, there was a lot of stuff going on, by the way, when she said that she was in the middle of a break on her work. And so she kind of swooped in and then swooped uh-huh. out. But I'm like, and the more I thought about it, I'm like, I can't let her go to the movie. I, I can't do that. That's just not right. Well, I mean, uh, you can certainly let her go to the movie, but you should probably tell her that, yes, uh, I mean, listen, I could be wrong, too. I haven't seen The Eternals, but from what I understand... Yeah, it doesn't. It, There's nothing, okay. and I've, I've read up on it, that, you know, Shang-Chi has nothing to do with pretty much anything else in the uh, in the Marvel Universe, for the most part. Well, Going, going forward in the near, near future, anyways, maybe, yes. maybe down the long road. Um, but that being said, I can't, you know, A, the... the the movie's almost out of theaters now and it'll be you know you can rent it at home whatever and we'll do that if she really wants to watch it but i can't let her i can't take her to the movie and and do all that stuff with her believing that there's some connection there i just can't do it well do you still want to see the movie in theaters uh, I don't care. I, I don't care if I see it in the movie theater or not. So then so, why are you so... Why did you want to talk her into going to see I, it? I don't know. Because I wanted her to come to a damn movie. And I was like, oh, okay. And she usually would say no. But she turned and flipped the script and said, you know what? I will go see that with it. And I'm like, oh, man. All right. Well, yeah, it's probably... I mean, I'm not sure how much credit you're going to get waiting a full 24 hour unless you also tell her that you just found out or something like that but i mean uh you know i understand and appreciate the honesty side of things and hopefully she will as well uh she probably just doesn't want to go see it anyway it was just trying to make you happy is really what it boils down no no she could have done that by by going to see any number of other things yeah, but maybe she sees how disappointed you truly are but i haven't been disappointed in i was like okay no big you know it's not like I, I still ask her every time, like, hey, you want to go see No Time to Die? No. What made you decide to tell her it was all connected? Do you remember that? <laughs> I thought it was. Oh, okay. All right. I there thought was... that it was. And, and I was like, oh, there's some excitement here because things are more fun when she, when we do them together. Gotcha. So, uh, so at the beginning of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, she was all into it. And then at that, you know, quickly faded. Well, uh, there's no reason dragging somebody into something if they're not totally into it. Uh, that is a lesson. Oh, that... I would feel like a big piece of crap if I took her to the movie knowing knowing full well that it had nothing to do with it and that I'm just getting to go to a movie with my wife. I mean, that's almost dirty. Yeah, because then she's not going to like it coming out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it is honesty is the best policy here. Smart move. Probably should have said something yesterday, especially when you knew the truth. But I understand the, uh, the delay, and hopefully it all goes well. It's not like I was mulling over whether or not I was going to drag her to the movie. I knew right then. I'm like, nah, I can't. Now, as as disinterested as you appear to be in it, if she still says, I want to go, are you going to go? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. If giving her that information and being, you know, the whole the whole spiel, if she still wants to, I would just go and, and trick her into go and see in no time to die. I see. Uh, so the last thing. We went into the wrong theater. Sorry. Sounds like it. Whoops. Yeah, listen, uh, if you learn anything from this show, it is that lie more often to your significant other. Morning uh, after. What? Well, that's a lie, Big J. If you're but taking her to go see happen. The Eternals. Was... I, I understand. That was the joke as well. Morning after with Nick joking. and Big J. We will get a movie review. Did your wife watch Crypto with you? No. Uh, then you will see the Big J solo experience of the streaming dumbass that's happening next on the X-Rock. <laughs> That is Nine Inch Nails. That is closer here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, Big J selected a movie to watch and review for you for streaming dumbass. It was called Crypto. It stars Kurt Russell. 
It's on Hulu. I remember vaguely there's something being mentioned about a small art gallery and somebody's family in trouble, but that's all I remember. Fill me in on the rest of the details, Big J. Yeah, crypto. Uh, set uh, probably, I want to say, in the earlier 2000s when crypto started to uh, become a thing. And uh, the, the lead here is, uh, his name is Bo Knapp. He plays Martin Duran Jr., uh, you've got Luke Hemsworth here, uh, his Caleb Duran, so they're brothers, and the father's played by Kurt Russell, and uh, they own a uh, a farm in Upper New York. Okay. Okay. And uh, but but Bo, Bo's character Martin, uh, he's left the farm, so to speak, and uh, he's gone to the city, the city big city, he's the left, city. Yeah, left the country he, behind. He went uh, to college, uh, got educated, and works at a big bank corporation. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, Luke Hemsworth, which is uh, his brother, uh, he went off and uh, he went to the Iraq war. He came back. He's got a bunch of PTSD, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder situation going on. Uh, but, but you know, Martin Duran Jr., uh, Bo Knapp's character, doesn't really know a lot about that because he's kind of disavowed himself from the family, right? Okay. So he works for this big bank corporation, and basically he's an auditor, and he is spe- a specialization in... Uh, finding money laundering. So he he's, he evaluates companies and see if they're uh, laundering money uh, and whether or not that's a good thing, a risk for the bank to take and, and you know, talking to, uh, making those deals happen. In the beginning of the movie is pretty much him getting yelled at by the uh, the corporate, the bank corporation's top people because he, he uh, snuffed out like a billion, seven billion dollar deal because the company that they were going to merge with has been laundering money everywhere. Uh. And he's like, ah, oh, we can't do that. So uh, they decide uh, to reprimand him for, for doing the right thing uh, and, and send him to the bank, the bank branch in his hometown, which oh, he's he, not excited to go back it's to. It's essentially like uh, getting, uh, I demoted. guess, yeah, demoted to like Siberia. And like yeah, guys like yeah. He, got, like he got demoted, and so he, he goes back, and uh, you know he doesn't even tell his family he's coming back. He, he just comes back, and he goes to the bank first. and uh, So it, it's kind of a slow-moving movie, but then it, it starts to heat up a little bit, and uh, one of um, his friends from, from high school, he owns uh, the, the family liquor store, and but he's also really into crypto and he in the in the cooler of his uh liquor store he has a huge crypto crypto mining crypto mining so it, it, you want to keep it cold because it's computer servers and stuff and and he starts to explain so the bank guy knows nothing about crypto really and he's learning about it uh, which comes into play here in this whole thing and you uh, he starts to unravel a money laundering scheme and uh, and it also ends up having to do with his family's farm to some degree and uh you know him and his brother don't get along they find out he's in town and you find out what they're, they're what, what's going on there you got some great performances actually except for kurt russell what who, yeah, he he's not in it a whole lot, but he's he tries he's trying to do like a uh, a New York accent, and man, he why it wasn't necessary to do that, and it just turned out bad. Like him trying to do this New York accent is maybe but worth it just to check out the movie. Also, like upstate New York doesn't really have much of an accent, which is yeah. even weirder. Uh, well, I don't know that. Necessarily, but he was doing but a he was doing like a New York City accent. Like, n- hey, uh, no, not quite like that. Okay. He was really trying to be regional specific here. It gotcha. did not work out at all. So, uh, but otherwise, the movie did, and uh, I thought it uh, turned out great. You were worried about it, but it sounds like it's Big J approved. Yeah, yeah, it, it had enough intrigue and uh, a little bit of action, but also just you know, kind of like 
you know, him uncovering uh, the conspiracy sort of thing to figure out who's doing this and whatnot. And, and it turned out real well, I thought. And so did it make you more interested or less interested in the world of crypto? I mean, I don't think it had anything to do with it. did not affect yeah. your real world opinion of crypto. No, at. no. Gotcha. Just in, now, other than it's incredibly complicated. Is it an action movie? Is it a what is it? I, I would say it's more of a thriller. OK, gotcha. Because, uh, I mean, I, I guess, uh, where does the conflict come in? Like, I mean, is there a company trying to stop him from uncovering uh, the Russian honors? mafia. Okay, okay. Let's put it that gotcha. way. That's where the conflict. I'm trying to figure out who he's, you know, uncovering or who the bad guys are. There are very few shots fired here in this. Understood. Uh, it's more of like uh, a, 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 a techno thriller. I, I, here's, I would put it under, like, uh, not nearly as good or exciting as the Pelican Brief, but a pretty good movie. Still Big J approved. Yes, absolutely. All right. The movie is called Crypto. It is available for you if you are a Hulu subscriber. And Big J says it was better than he thought. That's a win. Good stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. It was known as the BSOD, Big J. Back in the day, started in 1990 with Windows 3.0, and it continued all the way until July of this year. Basically, what ended up happening was if you owned yourself a Windows-based computer and it went belly up on you, you were getting the blue screen of death. Familiar with it? Yeah. Never fun to get that particular error. It's not good. Well, beginning in July, they changed the error screen, screen color to black. But now, the company has decided to bring back the blue screen of death. Windows Central noticed that the release notes for the latest version of Windows 11 has the screen changing its color back to blue if there is an internal catastrophic error. Not clear why Microsoft decided to change the color of the error screen back, but it's possible it was causing confusion with users. Plus, you know, you already had a term for it. It was the blue screen of death, you know? Yeah. When that happened, you knew exactly what was going on. You're like, oh, no. And I imagine if the same error happened and the screen turned black, you're like, well, hey, at least it's not the blue screen of death. Maybe there's an opportunity to save this thing. But no. And so they're changing it back. So once again, blue screen of death, bad, bad news. But at least now you know. Los Angeles Staples Center is the home of the Lakers, the Clippers, the Kings, and the WNBA Sparks. And it's getting a new name, Big J. They announced last night that it will be known as Crypto.com Arena beginning on Christmas Day. Uh, I do not think this is named after the Kurt Russell movie. I do believe it's after an actual website that you can help trade and buy cryptocurrency on. Crypto.com is paying $700 million for the naming rights. So it's been the Staples Center since 1999, the year it opened, and now it's changing things up. Crypto.com Arena. I've always, you know, I don't mind when you sell naming rights, but I hate when they change the full-on name of the building. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, to go from center to arena seems strange to me. Like, why not Crypto.com Center? Why does it have to be arena? Now it's not the Staples Center anymore. It's now in the arena. I don't know. I don't get it. But listen, uh, you're throwing $700 million around. I suppose you can call it whatever you want. If you are a Harry Potter fan, know that they're getting the band back together. Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grint will be together again for a retrospective that's going to air on HBO Max on the July January 1st of next year. 
The 20th anniversary Return to Hogwarts special will tell an enchanting making of story through all new in-depth interviews and cast conversations. Uh, not sure whether or not anybody else from the actual franchise or the author of the original books are going to be involved. We just know the three stars of the original is it eight movies or nine movies? Oh, no. I mean, pretty much everybody's going to be there except for uh, Alan Rickman. Oh, well, yeah. He's, he's dead. dead. Uh, and another one of the, the dudes died through filming, right? They had to replace him. I know that much. I don't remember. Rich, the Ratcliffe, one of them, the, the older dude. Oh, Take my uh, word for it. I, I know you don't know the names any more than I do because I'm Harriet Potter. I'm a muggle. I have, I've watched but one movie. But I do. Richard Harris passed away, oh, and yeah. they replaced him halfway through the the actual screening of the, of the movies. But uh, you're going to get a 20th anniversary special of things coming up on the new year. So if you're a Harry Potter fan, it's probably required viewing. Three VX rocks. Here it is: a chance for somebody to win up to two hundred dollars in cold hard cash. All they have to do is get three questions right on a particular topic. They get progressively harder, and you have to gamble on yourself a little bit. Double or nothing style. And so let's welcome in Caller X this morning. His name is Trevor. Hey, Trevor, good morning, man. How are you? Great, man. How are you doing? We are hanging in there, sir. We'd like you to win as much money as possible, if that's all right. Big J, please remind Trevor and the rest of the Treasure Valley what the category is this morning. TV shows that aired on Comedy Central. Trevor, how big of a Comedy Central fan are were you? Uh, I'd say moderate to medium. Okay. Then we'll see if we can't turn that into some cash somehow, some way. Are you ready for the $50 question? Yeah. All right, here we go. This long-running Comedy Central animated show began airing in 1997 and is still airing today, telling the stories of four kids in a small Colorado town. That would be South Park. Right. Bam, that is $50 in your pocket. No questions asked. That is yours to keep. If you'd like to take it and walk away, uh, that's cool, but you can go double or nothing for $100. But a fair warning, the questions do get harder from here. What do you think? Well, how much harder are we talking? Uh, I don't know, Big J. How much harder would you say this question is? I I mean, uh, difficult if you've never watched Comedy Central? <laughs> nah, let's go for it. All right, man. <laughs> uh, here's your $100 question. Derek Waters is the man behind this long-running Comedy Central show where some of your favorite comedians have a little too much to drink and tell stories of America's past. That'd be drunk history. Right. Drunk history is worth a hundred dollars. That is absolutely correct. Uh, you can go double or nothing one more time for the two hundred dollar question. It is the most difficult. Uh, I, and upon second look, I wrote all these questions. I feel like it's pretty hard. Big J, agree or disagree? Um. Either you know it or you don't, I guess, yeah, is my point. Yeah. Either you've heard of this show and it's going to be easy or you've never heard of it and it's going to be really difficult, I, I guess. I don't want to encourage you or or make you go one way or the other. However you do this, Trevor, is entirely up to you. Uh, but you have a chance at $200. What would you like to do? You know, I'm, I think I'm going to take the money after you explained it that way. <laughs> I don't oh, want to talk you out of it. I'll feel, <laughs> I'll feel really bad if you get it right. But we're going to give you $100. Is that your final uh, answer? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to hear what the $200 question was at least? Oh, of course. Okay. 
Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel co-hosted four seasons before Joe Rogan and Doug Stanhope took over for two additional seasons on this Comedy Central show that probably wouldn't make it on the air these days. Jimmy Kimmel took over for Joe Rogan? No, other way around. Other way around. Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel first hosted the show, and then Joe Rogan and Doug Stanhope took over for two seasons more. Um, I know I'd say like news radio, but I got no idea. Well, I'm glad that you kept the $100 then. The answer was what, Big J? The Man Show. Right. The Man Show is oh. what it was called. It aired for six seasons. I thought that was a spike thing. <laughs> oh, Comedy Central, believe it or not. And congratulations. You made the right call. $100 is yours, Trevor. Congrats. Hang on one second, dude. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all set for that particular cash. Two more chances to play. All Comedy Central-based television show questions, 12.30 with Jason Drew, 5.30 with Adam. So keep listening for your chance to win some money from us as the X Double Dare continues. We're going to go to hell next on the X Rock. Private hell? The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Head back home for today's We're Going to Hell story. Florida is where we're going for the fun that is the story today. St. Petersburg, to be specific. Florida. And listen, if you get in trouble... Leave the food out of it. Don't blame the food. But that is what one young lady tried to do as she was seen driving erratically at around 2 o'clock in the morning, which is never a good thing. When police officers were able to pull her over, she said that she was fine, but she was eating her egg roll and it got lodged between her feet and she was trying to grab it. That's why she was driving erratic. And the cop was like, hey, I've been following you for three miles, and you've been driving pretty crazy. Were you trying to get the uh, egg roll the whole time? And she's like, yeah, man, it's a real elusive egg roll. And the cops did not believe her because they did certainly smell alcohol on her breath, not any egg roll. Yeah, was it a vodka egg roll? And so uh, police asked her to do a field sobriety test, which she uh, subsequently failed. Uh, When they were asked to search the vehicle, she said, sure, weren't able to find any egg rolls underneath the carpet or anything like that, but they did find a bunch of pills, Big J, and that's never good, as they were not uh, prescribed to her, and so she found herself arrested for multiple charges, none of which were driving under the influence of an egg roll. So the cops don't, at least in the arrest report, and the report don't appear to have any kind of egg roll actual appearance in the vehicle so i think the egg roll was just kind of something she conjured but it didn't work and that's not how food works either so uh maybe try another excuse but the uh, the looking for a food at the feet isn't going to work anymore especially when you don't have any of it <laughs> yes that's correct it is tough to pull out maybe you could say like yeah well it's because i ate it or whatever but uh you know there's also a certain amount of evidence left behind yeah. if that happens. Yeah, exactly. And they couldn't find anything. But also, again, it was fairly clear that she failed the field sobriety test and had a bunch of obituates in the car that there were some other things going on here, despite the fact that she may have blamed the egg roll. The egg roll is innocent, ma'am. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If, if I get pulled over, there'll be evidence. It'll be in my beard. That's right. It'll be on my shirt. I also, yeah, like there are there are foods I think that lend themselves to eating and driving. I don't know if egg roll's one of them. You know yeah, what I mean? no, why not? It's well, there's just a bunch of loose innards inside there that can go all over the place. I no, guess. No, it's no, That's it's my thought. Nah, it's wrapped up. 
Well, yes, of course, the exterior is wrapped up. I also don't believe that tacos are easy to de eat while you're oh, driving. Oh, God, no. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the same thing. They're wrapped up, nah, too. No, a taco yes. is wrapped up? Sure, soft tacos can be wrapped up. Yeah, but that's, no, that would be a burrito, then. Well, either way, I still think that there is stuff on the inside that will fall out if you take a bite. I suppose that's true with anything, with the exception of uh, french fries or something like that. But uh, either way, it didn't work out for her, and it is not recommended for you. Do not drink and drive, and certainly don't take a bunch of obituates and drive either. Morning After with Naked Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got ourselves some important stuff, plus your pop culture smackdown on the way. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. According to the American Academy of Dermatology, Big J, we're mostly doing antiperspirants wrong. Especially if it's part of your morning routine to apply antiperspirant, you know, deodorant to your armpits. Apparently, that's not how it's supposed to go. Yeah, don't bother. You may want, that's fairly obvious, but you may want to change that, at least according to the president of the American Academy of Dermatology. He says that... Deodorant's actually most effective when you apply it at night before you go to bed. The idea is that since you sweat less while you sleep, the antiperspirant will actually be absorbed better. Uh, and don't worry about your morning shower washing it off because it will be sufficiently absorbed into your pores overnight. Now, the president also did state that, you know, unless you're doing something incredibly laborious early in the morning, uh, you don't have a whole lot of danger. You're not doing it bad thing by putting on deodorant after your morning shower or if you put deodorant on in the morning but if you do this and you go for a run afterwards and you're sweating a bunch or you're doing some exercise or working out or whatever early in the morning it's not going to do you a whole lot of good so you the idea is to put antiperspirant on before you sweat let it absorb and then it should be able to do its job um so it's not like you know you're, you're drastically changing your body chemistry or anything like that. You're just making yourself smell better, but you may not be doing everything the deodorant is supposed to be doing. So now you know. Put it on before bed. Maybe it'll help you sweat less or stink less. One of the two. Jeez. Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays and Gabe Kapler of the San Francisco Giants won the Major League Baseball's Manager of the Year awards last night. Cash also won the honor last year. He did lead... The uh, Rays to their second straight AL East crown and the AL's best record. And Gabe Kapler, despite not being able to get out of the first round of the playoffs, ended up getting a franchise best 107 victories for San Francisco. So very much deserved awards for those two managers. You think of Samuel Jackson as being kind of a tough guy and not scared of a lot, but according to his new interview with The Hollywood Reporter, there is one thing that scares the death out of Samuel Jackson, and that's his wife. Uh, Latanya Richard Jackson. He is being pretty open and honest and candid in the interview about spending most of the 80s addicted to all sorts of different drugs. Cocaine was his drug of choice back then. And he says that there's no doubt in his mind he would be certainly dead right now, but also had zero reason or want to get off of the drug that was taking over his life until his wife found him unconscious in the kitchen. He was cooking cocaine and ended up almost overdosing in the process. And when Latanya found him in the kitchen, basically said, either you get yourself cleaned up or your daughter and I are leaving you and that's it. He said that that's how he got to seek treatment. He spent a month in rehab. He didn't want to be there. He said it was he hated every single minute of it, but 
it did lead him to get clean and then he got him the role once he was clean in Jungle Fever in 1991, the movie by Spike Lee, of course, which he played a drug abuser in the movie. And he was like, it was just so weird to know that I was doing my very first actual, you know, substance-free role and it was this drug abuser. And so now he treats it like that was the death of his, you know, basically his abuse, his drug abuse. And he has been clean ever since, and he's gotten a bunch of Academy Award nominations, a bunch of, you know, Best Supporting Actor Awards at the Cannes Film Festival uh, because of the work that he's done. So he appreciates the fact that his wife actually had the guts to tell him either, you know, your family or the drugs, you call it, and he wouldn't have quit otherwise. So it's a pretty interesting story. It's nice to see and be honest, and hopefully a couple other people out there can get the help that they need because of Samuel L. Jackson's story. So full uh, actual interview is at the Hollywood Reporter. It might be worth a read if you're interested in it. Pop Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And we have got some tickets here for a show happening at the Olympic downtown Boise next Tuesday. Baroness, former, uh, I, I guess you can call them alumni of the Free X Show series. An amazing band. Uh, we'll hook you up with these. Uh, for free if you can beat me at Pop Culture Smackdown. Purposely playing these smaller venues to have more of an intimate audience, it's going to be an amazing show to see them at the Olympic venue, that's for sure, and these tickets are yours. If you want to go check out some Baroness, if you can defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown, 208-287-1003 is the number you need to call. Yesterday we polished off all of the uh, you na- I named the character, you named the actress, so today we're focusing on taglines, Big J. I'm going to give you some taglines of some movies. you got to tell me what movie they're from. You got it? All right. So let's get ourselves a contestant to play a little bit of fun game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Hello, The X. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. What's your name? I'm Sam. All right, Sam, you're up first. Sam, what movie had the tagline, who you going to call? Ghostbusters. That is correct. Right. Big J, what movie had the tagline, in space, no one can hear you scream? I'm going to go with Aliens? Wrong. I have to say no because it's Alien. a different movie. Yeah, the original. Right. The original Alien. Aliens had the tagline, this time there's more, this time it's war. So I have to call you out on that. So sorry, man. Uh, it was from the original Alien movie that was put together. I mean, I do have a lisp. In so. 1979. Yeah, but that was that was very much. I perhaps did say Alien, pluralized. but it just. Zzz. Yeah, the N turns into S's for some reason. Uh, congratulations, Sam. That's all it takes, buddy. Tickets to Baroness are yours. Hang on just one second. We'll make sure you're good to go, and I'll set for that particular show. <laughs> the really ironic part is last night I was watching the movies that made us, and one of the, episode, one of the episodes I watched was Aliens. The second one? Yeah. The James Cameron one? Yep. Got it. Yes, it's a fantastic film. Uh, hell, the original's good, too. No no doubt about it. The Ridley Scott version doesn't suck. Uh, only the later Ridley Scott ones suck. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. We'll do some headlines next on the X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Choose from the following headlines, Big J. What would you do? Vader Vault or Drew was right. Ooh, Vader Vault. A man who recently moved with his wife from Washington, D.C. to Texas brought along something fairly unusual. His collection of more than 70,000 items related to Star Wars villain Darth Vader. His name is Bill McBride. He recently moved to Rio Grande Valley with his wife, Rebecca, for a job, said he started collecting Darth Vader items when he was young and turned it into what he calls his Vader Vault. 
It is a serious collection. About 30 years ago, he really started to get serious about it. He estimated in 2015 he had spent about $270,000 on what was then just over 60,000 items. Today, his collection is over 70,000 items and total price invested unknown. McBride said the crown jewel in his collection is an original stage performance helmet from the super live adventure that George Lucas put on and directed in Japan, which was like a stage production of Star Wars, and it only ran for like a week, and so he has one of the original Darth Vader helmets from that, and he says it's priceless to him. So he's got a whole Vader vault. I wonder how that helped with like house hunting, right? You have to have at least a room dedicated to it or something to that. Yeah, or room for a shed or something. (laughs) Something. I mean, if you've got 70,000 items, it needs its own dedicated space probably which could have been easy, but he found it, so there's that. Probably cataloging that in a move isn't easy either because you want to make sure you bring everything, right, and nothing gets lost and all that kind of stuff. It has to be a real pain in the backyard. Yeah. What would you do or Drew was right? Drew was right. A German man who was nearly cured, killed in a car accident in 2015 is now living with a condition that plagued Drew Barrymore's character in the movie 50 First Dates. Oh, no. He can't remember anything from the previous day. Daniel Schmidt suffered traumatic brain injuries in the wreck, and it's a miracle he survived, but his short-term memory can now last about six hours, and he wakes up every day not remembering anything from the day before, including things he did, people he knows. Schmidt, as a young child, he can't remember his kid's birthday. Oh, man. His condition also adds stress to his relationship with his girlfriend, of course. It's unknown whether or not his condition will improve, but it is unlikely. So for now, it's like a memento situation. He just jots important things down so he can see them the next day when he wakes up. And that's how he lives. I recently rewatched 50 First Dates, and it did surprise me, or at least I had forgotten how honest to God sad that movie is. Like, even at the end, it's really, really sad because her condition doesn't improve either. It's just something that they do, like a routine that they do every day so that she can be all caught up, which is, you know, considered to be romantic and play the movie. But when you think about it in real life terms, it's incredibly sad, which is what this guy's probably going through, you know? Yeah, instead of writing stuff down, he should uh, record it. Record and tattoo it on himself. Like I read, like... uh, I I offer up a, a valuable key important thing to do and you add something stupid it's not stupid it's a movie did you never see memento uh probably not jesus well don't get mad at me because you didn't see memento it is a fairly popular movie by one of your favorite directors we'll wrap it up with what would you do this had to be a lot more tempting than porridge but uh, a gentleman in california reports that he came home to find a mother bear waiting outside for his outside of his front door when he got home from work He sprinted right past her into his house because he was concerned for his pets. Uh, When he got to his kitchen, he found a bear cub was inside his kitchen eating a bucket of KFC chicken that he left on a counter while another cub was going through the rest of his house. He also realized that his dog and his parakeet were missing. He says he made a lot of noise, so the cubs went back outside to their mom after a couple of minutes. He was also luckily reunited with his dog, Woody, who managed to flee the house and was caught by a neighbor when the bears opened up the house doors. The parakeet, however, still missing. Oh, man. So they're down one house pet, but weird. They don't, He doesn't know if the scent of the KFC chicken on the counter led the bears to the house, but it probably didn't help. Also, wh- why would you just leave that on the counter? <laughs> right? Yeah, this not like a pie. 
Like you send out a hot pie on the windowsill? Yeah, I mean, refrigerate that. Put it in some sort of container. I mean, it doesn't just keep on the counter. It's a weird thing to do. <laughs> it doesn't just keep. Morning After it's with chicken. Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. <laughs> That's the latest from Aaron Jones. It is called Supercharged here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. You've had some successes and you've had some failures when it comes to subscription services, yes? Uh, yeah. And I think overall this was a pleasurable experience, but it's been a couple years since you used it. Uh, remind the good people of the Treasure Valley about your experience with MoviePass. How did it go? Oh, yeah, I had a great time. And what was the actual package that you purchased? Uh, I don't know. It was, a, it was a Thanksgiving day. It was a Black Friday deal, and it was ridiculously low priced. So I think for... Like a six month period, it was was like seventy bucks. Yeah, yeah, it was like twelve dollars so, a month is basically what it wrote down. Yeah, and uh, at the time, uh, I mean, I, I used that thing up. And what there were restrictions, right? But you found your way around it. How was how did that work? Uh, Remind me again. Yeah, they didn't want you. Well, the, they changed the rules. Changed in the middle. Right. Right. So, the beginning, you could watch, go to any movie you want, as many times as you want. One a day and, was and, the limit, yeah, right? And I was I uh, was living it up. I mean, I watched uh, Thor. Ragnarok probably like five times in the theaters, <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, you know, you know, you can't do that. Right? You got to go to a new movie." And I'm like, "Well, I'll just go to this movie, but I'm not going to go into that movie. I'm going to go to Thor Ragnarok." Yeah, you ended up buying tickets to movies you didn't see just so you could go see the movie you wanted. Yeah, to suck it, Movie Pass. Well, it's coming back, Big J. Yeah. If you believe the investors, anyway, in 2022, according to Stacy Spikes, who actually was the co-founder of the company Movie Pass. Uh, she was able to buy the name back for $14,000. Uh, that's all it cost her to get the movie pass name. So she owns it outright, and she says she's bringing it back for 2022. Now, here's the catch. Uh, back when it came out, and back when it closed up shop in 2019, that's when it ended. Uh, they were so far in the red, it wasn't even funny. Uh, despite the fact that they thought eventually things would come around, what ended up happening was people were using it much like Big J uh, almost every day, and that's kind of not what they thought was going to happen. And so they lost their ass. They were never a profitable company. Now, they're not saying how they're changing their business model or anything like that for to make it a profitable company, but the idea, again, will be you pay a monthly fee for the ability to go to the movies, whichever ones you want, uh, and there may or may not be restrictions. Would you buy it again, Big J? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Now, how come? Uh, currently, at this date, I'm not going to the movies as much, obviously. Well, I mean, I think if we went to back to pre-pandemic uh, kind of situation, maybe. But what are the restrictions? I don't know. I don't know. They're I mean, not that's saying. The, that's the, the stuff. I mean, the fine print now is something you want to pay attention yes, to. Yes. I'm guessing. I mean, listen, they have to change things up drastically in order to be a profitable company considering what it was. But would you pay like, I don't know, $12 a month to go see two movies a month maybe through movie pass? I would just, nah, I would just pay for the movies. Yeah. I mean, why? Yeah, this was really something for movie-aholics that were, would go to the movie theater on a regular basis. And I think this qualifies as you. I mean, you've certainly been to more movies post-pandemic than I've even thought about going to. So, I mean, maybe it could be in your wheelhouse. I guess it all depends on what they're looking for. But if you were a fan, you were somebody that did movie pass and took advantage of it because, you know, those of you that did ended up being pretty happy. I mean, the company wasn't happy because it lost money. It's going to be coming back next year, so maybe you could be headed to the movies much more often or at least... You could attempt to. 
Morning After with Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes. You got your bad impressions. Those are happening next in the X, right? Hey. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. We'll get you set up here with the Boise meal deal from our friends at Papa Murphy's. We're talking uh, large pepperoni pizza. You got some cheese bread there. Uh, dessert. Get you some cookie dough. You can make fresh homemade cookies and a two liter bottle of your choosing. You can win that if you figure out bad impressions. Phone number is 208-287-1003. If you'd like to play for some food, Big J's got three clues revolving around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is, and then bang, food coming your way, which has to feel pretty good about life in general, I guess. Hello, the X. Hey. Good morning, man. What's your name? Mike. All right, Mike, you're up first. Good luck. I play Lieutenant Commander Jordy LaForge in Star Trek Next Generation. Ooh, I don't know. Next one. I hosted a show on PBS called Reading Rainbow. Is it Shatner? That is not Shatner. Not quite. I was a I was a guest host for Jeopardy after Alex Trebek passed away. Many thought I would make a great permanent host. Mm. I don't think you're going Yeah, I don't think you're Mike, gonna get there. Mike, Mike, nothing? Nothing. All right, brother. Well, thank you for trying to play, at least. We appreciate it. Good morning, the X. Good morning. Hey, did you hear Big J's clues, or do you need him again? I didn't hear them. Okay. I played Lieutenant Commander Jordy LaForge in Star Trek Next Generation. I hosted a show on PBS called Reading Rainbow. Um... Yeah, yeah, dude. Good job, good dude. Good job. Way to go. Hang on one second. We'll get you that Papa Murphy's meal deal coming your way. Why is LeVar Burton in the news? Well, he is going to be a host of a game show, Nick. Woo. That game show is called Trivial Pursuit. I cannot believe it's taken them this long to get this to this board game on TV. Well, and LeVar might have something to do with that, as he's also executive producer, says a Trivial Pursuit is one of the best-known brands in the gaming universe. I'm thrilled to have partnered with Hasbro and E1 to bring this beloved game to market as a premium show for television. Look out! So he is coming soon to a TV near you, which is nice. And it's not an actual reboot of a game show. That's all that seems to be on these days. Game shows are having a moment again. But, like, you know, it's like the Press Your Lux, the Card Sharks, the stuff that was on the TV in the 70s and 80s when we were kids is now coming back with new celebrity hosts. This one well, there, is at least a little bit different. There was a Trivial Pursuit game on uh, on the Family Channel. Oh, God, I don't the, remember that at all. Early 90s. How did that go? Do you, it was do you remember? by Wink Martindale. I remember Wink Martindale very well. Only one season. Uh, that makes sense. What is the Family Channel, by the way? <laughs> that I don't even remember, let alone the actual television show. I don't know exactly. Uh, so it'll be—I'm sure it'll be syndicated, so it won't be on attached to a network. They'll buy it and fill it in with some space. But either way, uh, that is nice. I'm happy for Lavar to get his game show dreams fulfilled. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X Round. <laughs> That is Papa Roach and Kill the Noise here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. A very movie-centric Wednesday show. We started out with Big J having to apologize to his wife about a movie. He enjoyed the movie Crypto that you can watch on Hulu as part of Streaming Dumbass. It's officially Big J approved. The return of Movie Pass and... In all of his journeys, Big J's never seen Memento, which is crazy to me. But uh, maybe you should seek it out. You like Christopher Nolan, right? You like Guy Pearce? No, I, I mean, I 
I don't mind Guy Pierce. I wouldn't say I like him. I see. Uh, but you do like Christopher Nolan, right? Sometimes. It's very much on par with, uh, with the usual suspects, meaning uh, the first watch is absolutely amazing. And then subsequent watches, uh, because the the surprise is ruined for you, uh, it makes it a little bit less enjoyable. But it is a very good movie. You should at least attempt to watch it once. Uh, but that does leave you with the floor, Big J. Uh, this year, the somebody at your Thanksgiving gathering probably going to get drunk. 63% of people said uh, there's always one family member who uh, drinks too much during the festivities. The alcoholic is what you're saying. The one third of those surveyed said it's an uncle. That's weird. So is the uncle. Uh, you're not the drunk uncle in the situation. I'm not. I am an uncle, but Wonderful. I'm not the drunk uncle. Uh, nor am I. I don't enjoy getting uh, absolutely plastered at family, uh, you know, situations. It's not comfortable. It's not a good place to get wasted, and not recommended. But listen, Ben, uh, if you want to, I suppose you have the ability to do so. Just don't drink and drive or do something stupid. Got it? Yeah. No forget, you have another chance a couple times over to win some money with the X Double Dare. Uh, it's happening at 12.30 today with Jason Drew, 5.30 today with Adam. The topic of conversation again today as far as trivia goes is what, Big J? Uh, it is cartoons or shows that appeared on Comedy Central. So if you know your knowledge of that particular subject, today would be the day that you could win some money. So that could happen throughout the day as well. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's next. Have a good one. It is the X Rocks.